0: Dot com. Good morning from the traffic center. We should be clearing an accident. 565 eastbound near Jordan Lane. That's been our only working accident this morning. Traffic load lighter than normal. You be careful if you do have to be on the road. Find information on all their specials at Popeye's Chicken locations. University in Jordan, 72 in Jeff and North Parkway. For WTKI Talk, I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye's Chicken Skywatch Traffic Center.
1: If you or someone you care about is struggling with substance use, don't wait to get help. The Addiction Resource Center is a free alcohol and drug helpline staffed by counselors and available 24-7 at 1-833-301-HELP. Or visit addictionresourcecenter.org. A message from Addiction Policy Forum, a nonprofit group started by families who've been where you are. Reach out today. That's 1-833-301-HELP.
2: Wisdom, common sense, and a few gray hairs to the table through his many, many years of experience. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. This is Fred Holland. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Well, according to the state of Alabama, the last
3: official report, uh, we have 830 cases with uh, with four deaths statewide. Uh, and, uh, we have, uh, that one in Madison County that was thought to be, uh, on Friday, uh, and they were still not completely sure on Saturday, has now been determined to be one of those four deaths for uh, Madison County. So, do we take this thing seriously? Absolutely. Are we, uh, look, I think still, Scotty, uh, as much as we've mentioned this, common sense is a superpower. Use it. Wash your hands. Do all those things. You know, I, I, I. Look, some things you have to do consciously, right? You have a lot of people talk, touching the same door, right? Coming up to the same counter, you know, wash that. You, you disinfect that a couple of times, right? A couple of times a day, maybe to in in case, right? Just to, again, if we do common sense things. I think we're I think we're going to be okay is this going to get worse i don 't know. do I think there was a bit of a panic going into this i you know from the media, yeah from the average person i don't know, uh, except for the toilet paper and the cleaning the supermarket shelves, that was a little odd to me, frankly but um look we 're going to get through this uh you're you're hearing you're going to continue to hear in the news about. Celebrity deaths and all of that. We have celebrity deaths anyway, do we not? Scotty, how many times do we talk about celebrities dying? We've we, we sadly, you know, not to be funny, but we've we've kind of made the you know the comment that sometimes it happens in threes, right? Hollywood goes in threes. The music industry goes in threes. It's,
4: it's happened enough to be a thing. I know. That's, that's what so
3: happens. you know, we're not making light of that, but at the same time, um, look, we th- this is something we we routinely talk about. As far as we know, Kenny Rogers' death had nothing to do with the coronavirus. No, that's correct. Mm-hmm. As far as we know. So you know, again, little bit of a little bit of a chill, little bit of a chill pill here. As we go into it, uh, there are a couple of things, and again, these are all precautions. Um, the 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 state is talking seriously about. You know, we got this um, runoff election coming up in July, and Governor Ivy is um, says that uh, while well, voting by absentee on the um, on the fourteenth. Uh, if we're not careful how we how we do this she actually opposes legislation allowing you to vote in all circumstances because it could open the door to fraud i I think she's probably got you know a position there I think we have to do it very carefully um of course the uh, southern poverty law Center on my list as a hate group um feels the other way it hadn't been the same since morris d's left actually i, I, I they they were They're just, I don't know what their agenda is now. It's anything anti-Alabama. League of Women Voters supports uh, changing the absentee law. Look, I think we're going to come up with something. John Merrill apparently has advised voters uh, who don't want to vote in person because of the uh, virus, check the box that says I have a physical illness or infirmity. Infirmity? Is that how that's... I guess it is an infirmity uh, which prevents my attendance at the polls. He says um, the statement is not true that people who want to vote absentee only because of the coronavirus. But Merrill said the state law does allow the secretary of state to give absentee voting guidance during a state of emergency. So this thing's all kind of up in the air. So. Will we have the election on the 14th? I think so, because they can't move it again because of the November election. And I don't know what's going to happen with the November election either. Is there potential for fraud? Ask yourself, was there a potential for things going into this CARES Act that had nothing to do with the coronavirus? Raise your hand if you think that was possible. Raise your hand if you think it did. Yeah, there's some things. Oh, by the way, the Kennedy Center, uh what is it, the Kennedy Center for Arts or whatever it is? <laughs> They got their big allocation from the CARES Act, and then they fired their orchestra, laid them off on Saturday. <laughs> so what are they going to do with the money? Hmm? just curious uh so anyway, those are some of the things that are that are going on out there. Um, the drive through clinic is closed today. uh Huntsville hospital's drive through testing at uh, John Hunt Park will not take place. Hospital said the site may reopen tomorrow uh, if they have sufficient supplies. The fever and flu clinic located on Governor's Drive will be open uh, this morning at nine. Patients will be tested um, if if testing is indicated by the uh, clinical medical exam. So now they've gotten rid of having to have a doctor's note, but you will be screened as to whether you have the have have symptoms to be tested. I. I've got a problem with, and I... Scotty, tell me if you have the same problem. Standing in line with a bunch of sick people, potentially sick people? Does that bother you It's any? never a good thing on a good day, but these days, uh, even no, worse. No. You know, you start thinking some of this stuff through and you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to stay away from sick people, but I'm standing in line with sick people to get... You better think you really need to be tested, Right. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Today, mostly cloudy. Rain back tonight and a bunch tomorrow. And then back to mostly sunny Sunday. 70 today, 56 the high tomorrow. And right now, it's 53, 54. Yeah.
2: Talk radio for the rest of us. Follow the Fred Holland Morning Show on Twitter at WTKI Talk. With a Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred talked about moving forward in dealing with the coronavirus. Manfred says he will rely heavily on the advice from medical professionals as to when the league will resume normal operations. Manfred on ESPN spoke about the likely chance the league would play its full slate of 162 baseball games this season.
4: I don't have some absolute n- number in my mind um, that's a make or break. I think we have to evaluate the situation i also think that we need to be creative in terms of what the schedule looks like what the postseason format looks like you know obviously our fans love um 162 game season and the postseason format that we have um, we're probably not going to be able to do that this year i think that's clear
2: manfred says their preference is to play with fans in the stands as soon as public health considerations would allow it and that is a bloomberg business of sports report i'm michael
5: Barr.
1: You're a small business owner, and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus thousands of top brand electronics, accessories, and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call eight seven seven by Dell to speak with an advisor today. That's eight seven seven by Dell. It's happening. Wherever cupcakes are being frosted, songs are being recorded, and engines are being tuned, ADP is designing a better way to work. With industry-leading HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll, more companies rely on ADP than any other HR partner. From small business to global enterprise, see how ADP can help you and your people achieve what you're working for at design.adp.com. ADP, always designing for people.
7: Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. New Orleans Lunchbox Restaurant on Jordan Lane and Homes, will be open for pick-up orders only from 10 to 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 830081 or you can order to GrubStop.
3: Well, a couple of interesting things here, and, and again, trying to give you, maybe give yourself a little... Um, you, you want to be prudent, but you want, don't want to be crazy about this whole thing, right? COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. The Chinese virus. What do you call it? Uh, at least six Alabama nursing home uh, patients um, have, the, uh, have the virus. And, of course, we had those uh, apparently deaths in Lee County at a hospital. They're still trying to determine where that happened. That'll show up later today, I guess. Um, but the one thing that jumped out to me is this. The total number of cases in Alabama, um, the, the highest number is Jefferson County. Yet so far, at least as of Friday, there were no deaths, which, which also is one of those odd things where, well, yeah, maybe there are a lot of cases, but these people are handling it well. And maybe there's more distancing than we think going on in Jefferson County, just because of its population density is just having a lot of extra cases, right? Very possible. All right. So we have Erica, Erica, Erica Woods with uh, policy manager Facebook. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, You know, all things considered. (laughs) You guys don't have enough... times we're living in. You guys don't have enough going on, do you? Not quite.
1: We're never busy.
3: (laughs) You know, I I look at this... All right, so amid the uh, the coronavirus pandemic, we got... uh, We originally were going to talk a little bit about uh, spring uh, tornadoes and all that kind of stuff and kind of the... You guys are building, and I think this is kind of... Has this kind of organically happened where... You know, people go, people go to Facebook. There, there. So these groups have come together. We have trade groups now. We have, but there are groups, communities have put together, and you can do it at a, at a very small community where normally you don't don't have a network. Um, but I, the one thing that bothers me here is you're always also putting a a pretty lethal weapon in the hands of the average person, aren't you? Being able to disseminate information, <laughs> it's car- you got to carefully well, think- do it, right? <laughs>
1: Sure, and I think people are digesting their information just in a different way. Um, they're interacting with their coworkers and neighbors and friends and having meaningful dialogue. So I think it's still, you know, a really positive way to consume. But as you said, like we make sure that we have protections in place and rules of the road and conduct for how those interactions take place.
3: And I guess in the, in the case of a, a municipality or a police agency or a county or whatever they they're kind of, that's where the funnel is going one direction, and're you're not, you're not having people able to they can comment on it, but the official funnel is 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 the vital information, I guess here in particularly severe weather, or maybe in the case of this, if you want to get information out, um, another yeah, sure. tool that saves lives, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So our local um, emergency management organizations, they use local alerts to really push out critical information to folks that follow their page, which is going to be your local residents. And that's really how oftentimes, like first line of defense, that's how a lot of these folks are hearing about things for the first time. important information
3: you know in these neighborhood groups uh mine gets a little irritating sometimes because you get stuff on there that's like what are these people thinking but you're finding out things because you know even i'm in the radio business We, we, we we kind of we're at a market level but my neighborhood maybe things that are happening in my neighborhood don't end up on the radio or necessarily on local television it's that next layer right that's what this is allowing to happen
1: Sure, sure. So you're able to get kind of more close, detailed information by the people that you follow because they're going to be the most you know informed about things that are going on in your neighborhood, in your town, in your city.
3: I'm guessing all of this was by design. Are you, are, are you a little surprised at how it's developed, or did you guys have this in mind the whole time?
1: I would say that we really value partnerships, so we actually listen to the folks that use our pages, such as, like you mentioned, police and fire departments, and hear some of the needs that they have, and so a lot of these things really do come organically because we always work to improve our product and make it the best it can be and the best user experience.
3: You know, people, people gripe about, uh, you guys, not just you, but other social media platforms as well having personal information, but we give it freely, uh, <laughs> which is another issue in itself. But you also have the ability to get people at the zip code and neighborhood level because you got the information already, right?
1: Yeah, and we, you know, we remind folks several times per year to do kind of their security and online checks so that you can review exactly what information is on the platform. You can make changes if you feel like it's too much or too little. You can actually see how other people can view your platform. I think we definitely, want again, want people to own their own experience. So to the most or the least that you want to share, that's totally within your control.
3: All right, so so this has been out long. Has this been out long enough to kind of get an idea? I know we've had some severe weather in parts of the country are we really seeing some results here that that are? I mean, are we seeing it save lives already?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to natural disasters, we partner and we are very engaged, um, whether it be from doing kind of those safety checks where you can mark yourself safe so your friends and family know that you're okay in the event of something going on, to kind of our disaster response pages where you can go to get community help and find resources. We also do disaster mapping, which helps us kind of look at data on where things are happening and share that information with groups like the American Red Cross and direct relief. So, you know, Every year, tornadoes happen. I think last year, over 1,400 happened. We've already seen some activity in Tennessee. So, you know, we know it's coming every year, but we continue to improve those tools to make sure folks are informed.
3: What are you guys finding out? Any surprises so far as far as feedback? Or, gee, maybe we should have gone a different direction and you adjusted a little bit? I mean, because nothing's perfect, right? Have you, has this been a learning curve as well?
1: I would say specifically with COVID nineteen, this is kind of like a a one time. This has never happened before. But you know, our ability to just see how important our product is has probably been the most enlightening. I would say to me, Um, you know, folks are getting a lot of their information. You know, we are able to really be a resource because I think a lot of folks just see us as a social media company. But we have so many partnerships with small businesses and nonprofits, and I think we've kind of just put all hands together to make sure people will have whatever help that we can offer.
3: And, you know, I always say, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. That's going to be the toughest part for this job for you guys, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, you get some outrageous stuff out there. <laughs> you know, people people can certainly deduce what's real and what's false and, you know, what information they want to absorb, and that's kind of the, the beauty of having a, a product that lets people have control of their experience. Does
3: that, you know, I think in time, and, it, you know, there's all this talk about the, the government getting involved and doing thing. and, I, look, I, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff, fixes itself, right? You lose credibility if you allow certain things to happen, or people people who use the product badly lose credibility, and it sort of, in the long run, fixes itself, doesn't it?
1: Sure. I mean, we are constantly developing and changing our community standards because things, you know, change over time. What might have not been considered inappropriate 15 years ago might be now. So we are always working with our content teams to tighten up those community standards so people know what's allowed on our platform and what's not.
3: Well, it is fascinating. I mean, you can get all this information out. You can do mapping, which I find that that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that was a, a feature that, that you could, but I, I can imagine utilities and emergency management people and like you said, anybody delivering assistance can immediately go to where the, because if all these people are responding, you do get that pattern that's unmistakable, right?
1: Right, and they're able to push out those local alerts, as I said, and that way you know, they pop up to the front of your page. You can see what's going on and have that information readily available.
3: All right. At the neighborhood level, even if you've lost your dog, there's now a... <laughs>
1: there you go. There's something for everybody.
3: Yeah. You're losing, losing your pet or finding a pet or coyotes wandering through the neighborhood. It's all on my neighborhood site. It's just bizarre. <laughs> yes. So we're all right. So where do you go from here? I mean, what 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 else is this is? You've kind of created this monster. Where do we go?
1: Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pushing forward. We've got a great family of products that people love. They're still able to share those alerts about dogs all the way down to natural disasters. Um, we've developed great community partners with the government, with local agencies. So we're gonna keep onward and upward.
3: All right. Erica Woods, they're out there thinking all this stuff all the time. It is—it's a, a fast-paced world now. Policy manager at Facebook. Hey, we appreciate your sharing. Thanks so much. Hope you stay safe. Have a great day. Stay Thank well.
1: Thank you so much. You, you too.
2: on the law, Saturday nights from 9 to midnight on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
0: wreck the southern part of morgan county 700 block of west lake road single vehicle maybe nobody with the vehicle law enforcement is checking that one now 565 eastbound near jordan lane should be clearing Snelling needs an hr generalist with strong recruiting and benefits experience Huntsville.snelling.com. for wtki talk i'm captain nick in the popeye's chicken skywatch traffic center
1: One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. To the Breast Cancer Research Foundation of Alabama, that's one too many. When you buy the Breast Cancer Research specialty license plate, you're helping to save lives by funding critical research. Visit your DMV and get your Breast Cancer Research tag. All funds raised stay here in Alabama, but the research has a global, life-saving impact. Visit bcrfa.org or call 205-996-5463.
4: The liquor industry has a new business on its hands. Back in one minute with your food chain question of the day.
5: History buffs. This tale from Michael Olson's Tales from a Tin Can took place during the Battle of the Komendorski Islands, March 1943.
8: All the gunfire that had been aimed at the Salt Lake City was now coming directly for us. From my position up at the gun director atop the bridge, I could actually see the rounds coming from the Japanese cruisers. captain would yell up, over or under? I'd yell my guest back down, and he'd give the helmsman his orders. Those Japs had their batteries lined up right, I'll tell you. They dropped a dozen shots short, then walked right up as neat as you please. Their dispersion wasn't 20 feet, and that's what you want to see. Except, of course, if you happen to be on the wrong end of that gunfire. Hell, even the men down
4: the fire room knew we were done for.
5: Tales from a Tin Can contains 424 tales by 44 sailors aboard the USS Dale, from Pearl Harbor to Tokyo Bay. Order your copy at TalesFromATinCan.com. That's TalesFromATinCan.com. TalesFromATinCan.com.
4: The liquor industry has a new business on its hands that just might help it survive, thanks to the made-in-China coronavirus. The BBC reports that several UK distillers have switched production from gin to hand sanitizers to capitalize on the burgeoning global demand for safety. One UK microdistiller, Psychopomp, is offering bottles of its custom sanitizer to those willing to make a financial donation to help the distillers survive. Question. Given the times, which do you think would be most valuable to have at hand? Liquor? Or hand sanitizer. Answer today's question and learn how yesterday's question was answered at WTKIRadio.com. That's WTKIRadio.com. Ever wonder how there can be so many different kinds of paint? I'm
8: Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about choosing the right one for your painting chores right after this. Mold on your siding, moss on your roof, mildew on your deck. The easiest way to get rid of it all is with Wet and Forget Outdoor. There's no scrubbing, no rinsing, and no pressure washing. Just spray and leave. Wet and Forget Outdoor is non-caustic and safe for any outdoor surface. Just spray and you're done with Wet and Forget Outdoor. Get Wet and Forget Outdoor at participating ACE, True Value, Do It Best, and Lowe's Home Improvement Stores. Or visit wetandforget.com for a store near you. Choosing the right type of paint can be just as important as picking a color. One problem every home encounters is exposure to sunlight. UV rays can cause paint to fade, chalk, and lose its original tint. Latex paint tends to resist these effects better than oil-based paints. Another enemy of outside wood is moisture. Wood exposed to wet conditions will expand and contract, causing some paints to crack and flake. A breathable latex paint allows moisture to vaporize and escape before it can damage the wood fibers. Temperature change is another factor to consider because drastic changes will cause wooden surfaces and siding to expand and contract. Here again, acrylic latex is an ideal choice because it is slightly elastic, so it can deal with the stress of seasonal climate change without blistering or cracking. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's home.
1: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time by visiting nationalguard.com.
6: Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
7: Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential. Explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional Materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state of the art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have Nothing to lose. The call and the information
2: are free. Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137. Again,
8: 1-800-211-6137. This is Austin at Smokey's Barbecue. Come see us on Highway 72. We're open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sundays. We do pickup and grubs out delivery.
3: You know, we're kind of in the middle of that, that, that whole tier, right? We when we were talking with Erica with Facebook, they've got all that down to the neighborhood level stuff, which is kind of interesting. And then we're kind of in the middle and then TV and then, but it's, it's an interesting thing now where they can actually map where the aid needs to go for things, which is kind of cool too. All right. So we're, we're hoping to talk. Have we got our, have we got our guy here? I thought maybe the regime was going to have something to say about this. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Uh do we have we have Daniel?
9: Yes, I'm here.
3: Daniel Koger uh is going to is in Shanghai and it is right now it is if I remember cuz I used to call my mom late and she would get mad at me. Uh let's see it is what time in Shanghai?
9: It's uh 8:34 p.m.
3: All right. So um uh, Monday Monday, yeah, we're, we're at least we're on the same day. That that'll screw at least you up we're on too. The same day. All mm-hmm. right, so first of all, tell all right your connection to Huntsville and uh, why are you in Shanghai?
9: Well, um, I've been in Huntsville my, my whole life. Uh, my family uh, has lived there um, as long as I've been around. So uh, I grew up in Huntsville, went to Huntsville High, uh, graduated back in twenty eleven. Um, now I am a teacher in China. I teach English to kids um, anywhere from four to about 15 years old. Most of my kids are most of my kids are younger. they're five to seven, but uh, I do have some older classes as well
3: um what tell me about how your parents reacted? Uh, one, do you go into China and two it it i I know China's a big place, and Wuhan is is a good ways probably from Shanghai uh, probably thousands of miles if I 'm looking at the map properly here, you correct me mm-hmm. um, and, um, How have things been back home as far as their apprehension about you being there?
9: well uh I, I remember when i when i first told them that i was applying to do this uh for this job i i don't think they were me for a while they kind of uh they kind of just let me apply let me interview and go through the process and then about maybe a month before i was getting ready to leave um they did it kind of started hitting them that i was actually going to make the move and um i've been here for about uh, 15 16 months now and i love my job i love being here uh Obviously, miss my family very much and, and a lot of friends back home, but um, I do love it. out I do love being here. So um, as far as the virus goes, um, initially, uh, you know, we stayed in pretty con- uh, constant contact. And um, I-, I told them that uh, in Shanghai, it never really got too bad. I think the most cases we had were about 400. So uh, when you take into account there's 24 million people here, that um number's not very high. So it wasn't too much of a worry here.
3: So um because I was going to ask you the on the ground in Shanghai uh you know we hear we hear kind of what uh, unfortunately you know there is some world press there's our national press that doesn't always give us everything and then of course you're living in a place where information is also filtered horribly um what's life like on the street for the average resident of Shanghai and and, and is this i mean are they anxious about it are they still talking about it
9: you know, early on, um, when it started spreading pretty rapidly in Wuhan, and then it, it came up in Shanghai for a little bit, it reached, like I said, to about 400 people. Um, and about right around that time, the city shut down. Um, the only things that were open uh, were your big, massive uh, grocery stores. So I would compare it to, like, a Walmart. Um, and then also, uh, like, the 24-hour convenience stores. Those were the only... Two things that were open, and um, you had to wear a mask. The subway remained open, but I, I rode the subway one time during that, and I think there were about three people on it, the, the wow. entire thing. So it, the city shut down for about two weeks. No one was outside. You didn't really get to see anybody. You were pretty much in isolation in your apartment, and uh, it was it was It was a weird feeling it was definitely a weird feeling
3: do you feel and, and I know you're not a scientist, I'm not either. Do, do you feel like that that reaction that shanghai the the, the the way they reacted as to some other parts of China and and of course other parts of Europe do you feel like that that, that stepping on it that early and, and doing the social distancing made a difference in in the lives of well, people in your city?
9: it definitely it definitely got rid of it quick. And, um, uh, it's not ideal to, to have to sit in, sit inside a, uh, an apartment or your home, um, for those of you back home, but, uh, it, it was effective. And it, like I said, it's, it's not fun. It was, it was not the easiest two weeks. Um, fortunately, I had people I could call back home. I had some friends here that, um, I did see a few friends, uh, I think two or three times during those two weeks, but it very sparse and, uh, it, it, it's tough but it definitely works. Uh, the everything here uh, at least in Shanghai is back to normal. Everything is opening now uh, people are on the street the metro is full and um, and there's there's cert- we, we get our temperature checked when we go into buildings and that's kind of how how things are run now but everything other than that everything's pretty much back to normal.
3: So as far as Shanghai goes uh, this thing apparently has run its course at least the first round.
9: It has. And um, it is, yeah. as far as the, the cases, have, we haven't had new cases in Shanghai um, from someone that's been in Shanghai uh, in a long time. Uh, I know, uh, I, I don't know, I believe China closed the borders two days ago to foreigners coming into the country. Um, and the reasoning for that was... Um, so it doesn't come most back, cases, right?
3: <laughs> sorry, what? So it doesn't come back.
9: Exactly, because um, in the last week, the only influx of, I think ninety, I think it was ninety percent of the new cases were foreigners coming back into the country, and so they're trying to completely eradicate the virus out of the country as as much as they can, which, you know, it is it is effective.
3: So during that time, you were you were I guess quarantined uh, for lack of a better term. Were you able to teach or reach out to your students? Were any of your students or their families affected? And uh, uh, obviously, I, I guess you were in pretty close quarters as a as a as a teacher. Um, how did that change your your routine, or did everything just stop?
9: It, it definitely changed the routine. Uh, one thing that uh, China does have is they have a really really. Um, very affordable food delivery service. So getting food was not a problem. Um, food delivery was not an issue. If I, if I left the apartment um, or if I had any exchange with anyone, uh, I always had gloves on and I always had, no, still, just wear a mask right now uh, just to be safe. But um, yeah, I don't, as far as I know, none of my students or their families were, were affected by it. Again, it, it never got um, too serious in Shanghai. So we we never really heard of anybody or knew anybody uh,
3: that had it. All right, so timeline this a little bit for us. When, when did you, just so we kind of get a sense, because, you know, everybody's sometimes too much information will overwhelm you, but give us an idea of when Shanghai uh, had these 400 cases, how long ago, and how long you guys were in inside again and made to, because you say it's getting back to normal now, or back to normal. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk us through yes. the timeline of that, of, of when it happened as far as Shanghai goes.
9: Well, I, I might be a week off, give or take, but I believe it was about the beginning of February um, is when you started seeing everything closed down. Um, you started seeing, like, like, for instance, the McDonald's, they would be open, but you can't go inside. Um, so food places, you couldn't go in and get food. You had to order food, uh, delivery. Um, and other than that, it was probably about two weeks, probably at the beginning of February when... Everything was locked down. I believe around February 13th or 14th was when uh, my old roommate at the time actually left and went back to the UK, and he's now having to go through the quarantine all over again. So he's having to do it twice. Um, it was it, it wasn't too bad. Um, I watched probably 30 or 40 movies. Watched The Office. I watched Friends. Anything on Netflix I could get my hands on. So, um, but it like I said, it, it wasn't ideal. But you get you suck it up for two weeks and, and everything's back to normal now. Everything's open. The only thing that is not open yet is the school. The kids are not back in school. We're still teaching online. All right.
3: yeah we're gonna so you are reaching out to them online. Hey, could you hang for a couple more segments Have we got you for the half hour? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Daniel Coger from Huntsville, a local kid teaching in Shanghai. They've dealt with it too. We'll chat some more. on life in
2: Shanghai coming up. inspiration without all that screaming because it's all about the gin and juice how fred holland starts his mornings wtki talk
0: and i reckon the southern part of morgan county 700 block of west lake on road single vehicle in a ditch there they were checking that one had a report of a structure fire on sun valley private drive in priceville first unit on scene though says that one is a trash fire From routine care to heart failure, Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialists have the expertise to care for all matters of the heart. Captain Nick in the WTKI Talk, Popeye's Chicken,
7: Skywatch Traffic Center. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential. Explaining every step of the invention process. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. The call and the
3: information are free.
2: Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137.
3: Tradition at Stanlio's is a little something different for everybody. The meatball, ham and Swiss, the pizza sub, steak combo, turkey, tuna subs, Italian cold cut, vegetarian, the kitchen sink. Hot or cold, they all have one thing in common. Fresh, baked, bread and don't forget those great sides fried pickles fried green tomatoes hot stuffed peppers mushrooms onion rings and fries huntsville's original sub stanleyo's jordan lane and holmes avenue and governor's drive just west of first baptist church follow stanleyo's on twitter for weekly specials
8: one of the things about the humidor is it's probably got the greatest variety
3: of any tobacco shop in huntsville
2: i come down here because the variety of accessibility of the different types of cigars that they have great selection
3: of cigars and they have the best selection of cigars around at a good price buy it smoke it here hang out with the guys
4: great pipe selection great tobacco selection they do a great job of taking care of the customer and that's what counts
3: the humidor pipe shop memorial parkway southwest now open sundays noon to six it's another night on alabama's streets and highways
8: and for the officers patrolling them that means danger drugs weapons violent crimes it's all in a day's work But the biggest threat to these officers' lives isn't criminals. It's drivers. Drivers who fail to move over and get out of the way. Roadside crashes are the number one cause of death for police and state troopers. And not just them. Tow truck drivers, highway maintenance workers, risking their lives every day. In the last decade alone, over 138 officers lost their lives in traffic-related crashes. And too many of those were on roadsides right here in Alabama. Alabama's move-over law requires you to safely move over one lane away from vehicles parked on the roadside. On a two-lane road, move over as far as possible without leaving your lane. And if you can't move over, slow down. Drive safe, Alabama. This message sponsored by ALDOT Aliyah, the
6: Alabama Broadcasters Association in this station. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
7: The Blue Plate Cafe family wants to thank you for supporting us in this difficult time. Call in or stop by for curbside or takeout service at Governor's Drive location 256 533 8808.
3: Well, still trying to support local restaurants. And, uh, you know, you still do the curbside or delivery thing. And a lot of people doing that. Help them, help them survive. Help them be ready to get rolling on the other side of this whole thing. Uh, Daniel Koger, is, uh, he's a teacher. He uh, lives in Shanghai. And uh, I, I wanted to kind of get a sense of, all right, so 24 million people. It, it is. Uh, Shanghai is China's biggest city, right? Biggest metro.
9: Uh, I believe it is. Uh, it's the first or second. I think it's the biggest city. Yeah, I, I, last I saw, I think it is. yeah.
3: So you got 24 million it's people <laughs> living on top of each other. How has that? You know, you go from Huntspatch to. I mean, that's bigger than anything in this hemisphere. What's 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 it been like?
9: Yeah, it is. It when you go out in rush hour, it's you feel it, and you get on the metro during rush hour. They got you know, there's there's police lined off to make sure people crowd stay in the same order and stuff i mean it is it is shoulder to shoulder on the metro if you take the metro and uh rush hour is cars everywhere you know a lot, a lot of people don't drive um most people will uh try to avoid a car and they'll, they'll get scooters uh i actually just before all this happened i got a scooter so i was fortunate enough to not have to take the metro to work and stuff but um that's generally it's it's pretty it's pretty busy streets when it's when it's around those times
3: um, tell us a little bit about your students. Where do they come from? Why are they wanting to learn English? and is that a, 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 I'm, I'm guessing is that a, is that a big deal in China to learn English?
9: it is it is an incredibly huge deal uh, in China. Uh, one of the goals for a lot of students here uh, is to leave China and study abroad uh, maybe for a graduate program. And uh, one thing that they that is required from uh, US colleges or colleges in the UK is, Uh, certain test scores for the language Um, and so those tests they take a one-time test similar to the ACT um, kind of back home except much much more difficult much more demanding Um, and then they also have uh, entrance exams uh, for speaking English in order for them to be accepted to schools and so it's it's a very big business here Uh, It's very important, Uh, and the kids they learn they learn as early as three years old at at our our centers.
3: All right, I was going to ask you how old your students in particular were, and do you do all all age groups, or what's your what's your area?
9: Yeah, most I would say probably eighty to ninety percent of my kids are from four or four to seven years old. Um, Okay. I do have two classes that have high school age kids, and I want to talk about them a little
3: bit kid. in our next. Um, this is so our so little short. Talking. This is our hey. This is our little short one, uh, Daniel. So we'll be back. I want to talk about your high schoolers. Okay, can you hang on?
9: Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. All you people care about is honesty and integrity.
5: Temper, temper! If
2: I wanted nagging, I go back with my wife. WTKI Talk.
5: Dravolton and this is the Fox Business Report. Facebook is pledging $100 million to help
8: news outlets hit by the coronavirus outbreak. The Wall Street Journal says the money will come in the form of grants and promised ad spending. Smaller local newspapers are facing a substantial decline in ad revenue because closed businesses are pulling back on spending. Many organizations have reduced pay or laid off workers. There will be $25 million in emergency grants to smaller news organizations and $75 million in ad spending for news organizations of all sizes. In the U.S. and globally, Carnival's Cunard Cruise Line Unit is extending the suspension of all cruises another month to May 15th. Those who booked cruises will receive a 125% future cruise credit. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you.
2: Hey, Greg, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother's heart attack. Thanks. He's okay now, but it really got me thinking about my family. You know, could my wife still pay our mortgage if I had a heart problem? Yeah, you should call my life insurance agent at Health IQ. They apply their exclusive healthy lifestyle savings, which can save you up to 41%. 41%? That's huge. Yep, I literally got a million dollars in coverage for just $36 a month. You should check it out at healthiq.com slash easy. healthiq.com slash easy
0: single vehicle accident, 700 block of West Lakeon Road, South Morgan County. That one's a no injury. Sounds like there may not be, even be anybody with the vehicle. Had a report of a structure fire, Sun Valley private drive in Priceville, also Morgan County. No fire there. Injured in a motorcycle accident? Senior Timberlake and Lee can help by 360770 or law-injury.com For WTKI Talk, I'm Captain Nick and the Popeye's Chicken Skywatch Traffic center
1: only in the forest can you see this (laughs) and this and this but nothing beats the moment you see that that's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities i didn't know it could do that because one trip to the forest can spark a world of difference
2: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, canoeing, fishing, or camping. Or create your own adventure with family and friends, and you might just see this. Your moment's out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org.
5: Brought
1: to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
5: This is Gibson's Barbecue
1: on South Parkway. We are open 7 to 5 Monday through Saturday, 7 to 2 on Sundays. Curbside pickup or carry out. Come see us. For
3: rebates and special financing options in a new Lennox Home comfort system, call all weather heating and air conditioning at 256-852-8825. You can also visit online. InsideWeatherGuy.com, terms and conditions apply. Alabama certification number 83073. Alright, so we got uh, mostly cloudy today, seventy percent chance of rain in the wee hours tonight, hundred percent chance tomorrow, and then we're back to mostly sunny for Wednesday and a bit cooler. We'll get to seventy today, speaking of a little cooler fifty six for the high tomorrow we'll get down to fifty one for overnight uh Daniel Koger uh, teaches English at a uh, school in China in particular in shanghai the uh i I'm, I'm thinking the largest city in china um and we've talking a little bit about how how Shanghai fared in the uh with this uh, coronavirus outbreak um and again, four hundred cases I don't know that's what that's what you've heard right that's what they're reporting.
9: That's what yeah we had a there was a link that we could click on uh, it was kind of keeping track of the the new cases the obviously the death toll and um, in certain districts uh, in the city and also outside of Shanghai as well.
3: I want to uh, you say that, that that they they teach they start teaching English as young was it three or four what did you what did you tell me earlier?
9: Uh, my kids uh, I don't I've never taught any any kid younger than four but they start um, I've heard of some classes starting at two years old
3: good lord all so right so i want
9: to I, three, yeah.
3: I want to ask you about the high schoolers what are their tell us a little bit about the average kid chinese kid that's wanting to learn english tell, tell me a little bit about them and what what they're like and what their dreams and aspirations are what what, what do we not hear about them that you were a little surprised about uh
9: one thing is that uh, that i was kind of surprised about is they are they're the same as any other high school kid. Uh, they, they are under a lot more pressure uh, than students back home. Um, they, obviously they come to us for, for English. Uh, they always have extra stuff like maybe a math tutor or uh, I would say 90 to 95% of them play some instrument as well. Uh, usually piano or uh, any kind of instrument guitar. Um, they, they have a lot of pressure and they have you know, we talk about it in class all the time—the amount of homework they have, and uh, they always say they wish they had more free time and stuff like that. But um, so they, they are under a lot more pressure than high schoolers back home. But uh, deep down, they're, they're the same. They—they they like talking about the same topics. You know, they—they they might have a crush on a kid in class, and it's very obvious. You can see it as a teacher. You know, so they're, they're normal kids.
3: All right. So so uh what's your experience been? What did you expect going to Shanghai? And what what in overall has been a surprise to you or or, or was it kind of what you expected?
9: I had nothing uh not, nothing to base any expectation off of. Um I, I knew that I enjoyed teaching. Um my my father was a teacher uh I believe for 15 years uh at Holy Spirit uh school and uh when I came back uh during off seasons I would give lessons um out towards Athens at a place called Hits. And when I was out there I I loved I loved teaching the game of baseball. And I thought to myself, well um, you know, I, I it's it's not just baseball that I love. It it's I love teaching the kids. And so it was something that I thought I could do. Um I've never had any problem being away from home, uh uh per se. So I thought I could do it, and I didn't really have any expectations, but it's it's turned out to be a, a blessing. I love it here.
3: Wow. So, uh, how long you staying, and how often do you plan to get home?
9: Well, I, I came home in November. Had had to come home for Thanksgiving. I can't miss that meal. Um, and. I also caught the Iron Bowl this year. So that was one of the main reasons I had to come home. I had to to watch my my Tigers beat the Tide. So uh, I came home for uh, November for Thanksgiving in the Iron Bowl. And now I'm thinking I'll probably do that again or uh, Christmas. Um, But maybe once once a year. Uh, My family came to China last year during March, or I believe March or April. Uh, We'd like to meet them maybe somewhere over here as well. it's, it's not too bad being away. It's, it's it's not too bad.
3: Well, hopefully the world will get back to normal. We hope that sooner than later. Daniel, Godspeed, and uh, enjoy that experience while you're young. I'm telling you, that's, that's awesome. That's something to tell your grandkids. Thanks a lot. All right, be safe, my friend. We appreciate you sharing life in Shanghai from Huntsville and uh, Daniel Koger. Be safe.
9: Thank you guys very much for having me. Thank you.
2: Providing a little talk stimulus, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
6: In the Army National Guard, family
4: means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country.
5: Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join.
6: Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others.
5: It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers.
6: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in.
4: A lot of pride and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well.
5: I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture.
6: Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
2: Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a
7: day. WTKI.